in-depth conversations, matchup breakdowns, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. Fourth Down in the Steel City, Crowley, Dunlap, Steelers, Bengals, 425 on Sunday, Cincinnati winless in the division, the Steelers 3-6, and six, a must-win game for both clubs if they actually consider themselves in it, and here's the deal, Colin. Tell me. The Steelers could, if things bounce right, find themselves just one game out of a playoff spot if they win. on Sunday, which is insanity to me. Yeah, it is insanity to me. Um, And they could, the Bengals could find themselves in a real world of hurt uh, in the the AFC North Um, and having lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers twice. That's, uh, that's super something if you really think about it, right? Yeah, it's weird. And they lost to the Browns twice last year. Meanwhile, they win the division, go to the Super Bowl, but you lose this game if you're Cincinnati. You're 0-4 in the division. How does that happen? Hangover, perhaps? Had too much to drink all summer long? Maybe. Uh, You have to wonder, too, just how healthy Joe Burrow is. You have to look at the whole situation. I mean, obviously, Jamar Chase, a very good football player. But you'd think they'd do more, especially because they fortified the offensive line. They got good along the offensive line. And that was their big... Achilles Hills uh, last uh, last year, someone famously said Achilles Hills. Achilles um, Hills. Achilles Hills, yes. Who's not a practice squad player from Florida International. No, Achilles Hills is your Achilles Hills. But, yeah, back to the uh, point here. Um, you know, we always try to work micro. Like the Steelers, if they win this, and the mm-hmm. Bengals, if they lose this game. Maybe the real look at this is – macro and it is this is just emblematic of precisely what the nfl wants and the nfl is getting this year you know as opposed to working so narrow on the steelers or the Bengals or the afc north it truly is that any team could beat any team any weekend sort of proposition oh no doubt about it and the steelers are three and six right now and prior to their win they were a paltry two and six and they looked every bit as bad as two and six the last time we saw them against the Eagles. But let's say they had T.J. Watt or they got a bounce here or there. They could easily have been 4-4. Four and four. This could be a 5-4 and four football team right now. It really could. And really, yes, good teams find a way to win games. But really, it could be the same team. You have a couple of things go right and you are 5-4. and four. They're not that much different than Cincinnati right now. They no, really aren't. They're not. The quarterback play... Uh, I think they're not there's a as difference good. there. There's a big difference there in the offensive line play. There seems to be a difference there, but in terms of everywhere else, Joe Mixon just got it together last week. It's not like he's had a good season, you know, and maybe he got it together because they finally realized they need to run the football because Jamar Chase is hurt, or maybe they have a better chance to win with running the football, but you go all across the board. I mean, they're not much better on defense, and the Steelers have struggled a little bit on defense. They finally got their act sort of in gear, but maybe Cincinnati just was a team that went on a magical run and got hot at the right time and actually had a very favorable bracket, much like the Eli Giants a couple times. 
Man, I think you're dead on with that. This is a team that went 10-7 and last year. They weren't great, and they won a game that was a statistical anomaly against Tennessee in the playoffs last year where they got absolutely bludgeoned on the offensive line. And, yeah, the offensive line's better now than it was last year. I still don't know if it's good. I was not sold on the Bengals being a great team this year. I thought Baltimore would win the division. I still think that. I think they're pretty good. One thing that I'm not here for, though, is the Joe Burrow, Kenny Pickett comparison. Me either. Me either. I don't think they're in the same arena. People are trying too hard, and they were trying too hard prior to Kenny Pickett even being drafted. He's been the comp for Kenny Pickett because Joe Burrow doesn't have a superstar arm. Joe Burrow's arm is better than Pickett's, by the way. It's also plenty good enough in a league if you don't compare him to Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. But let's just look at this real quick. Right. The first year for Joe Burrow, the Bengals stunk. They were 2-7-1. and one. He played in 10 games. He also completed 65% of his passes. That's what Kenny Pickett's doing. The difference, he turned the ball over in those 10 games just five times. Kenny Pickett's already thrown eight interceptions. Joe Burrow's thrown 13, through 13 touchdowns then. He threw the ball downfield. He also ran. He had a quarterback rating of 90. Kenny Pickett was not a first overall pick. I get that. But he was still the first quarterback off the board. And Kenny Pickett has not had as much time this season as, of course, Joe Burrow did the entirety of his first year. But if you were expecting Kenny Pickett, the general you, to come in and dominate this league from the drop and think he would look like Joe Burrow, A, you should be disappointed, and B, you should be ashamed of yourself because, frankly, to me, there's no comparison there. And I'm not trying to kill Kenny, but we're trying too hard with the Joe Burrow thing. Yeah, I, I've i always thought it was a big stretch. I thought that their, that their pedigree out of college was much different, even though Kenny Pickett was a Heisman finalist. I look at Joe Burrow as a guy who went to – he had a chance by coaching staff in two programs that were better than the program that Kenny Pickett took kind of six years to take command of. Yes. I, I, that's the way I look at it. And the guys in front of him ended up at Ohio State being pretty darn good college quarterbacks. He went into Louisiana State and was very good there, super there which means his college pedigree was better. And then he comes out, and the year he got hurt, he was playing very well. And he acclimated to the game pretty briskly. And I thought through the football and showed a lot of zip and showed a lot of poise and showed, wow, like from the jump individually, he's got the talent. There was never uh, – did Joe Burrow early on ever have a three-game span like Kenny Pickett had? I don't think so. I really don't. I, he – I mean – Again, in his first season, he threw five interceptions, and Kenny Pickett did that in, what, his first four games? Right. Uh, I just, the comp is, uh, and, and, you know, it's an, it's, this is a great topic. The all or nothing polarizing life of trying to be somebody and being somebody saddled with the task of a media person or even a fan to, that provides critical analysis of Kenny Pickett. You're, only allowed to have two canisters here, it seems like. He's great. He's going to be great. He's going to be better than Bradshaw and Roethlisberger combined. Or he stinks. He's never going to get it. Um, 
it's it's kind of unfair that you're forced to kind of put put all your eggs into one of those two buckets and that's it, it too many people are doing that and there's so much room in the middle you're right about that and i've seen me personally my social media interactions a bunch of folks say anytime i've said anything remotely critical of kenny pickett well you're the west virginia guy you just don't want him to succeed and i saw somebody that we work with that's penn state guy got hit with the same thing here's the deal i don't give a rip he's the quarterback of the pittsburgh steelers you don't think i want kenny pickett to be successful of course i want kenny pickett to be successful Saying that I don't think he's really improved over the course of his first few games in the NFL is not me saying, this guy sucks ass. No, it's me saying he hasn't improved yet. And I do think folks get lost in the intangible as well. And I want to talk about that a little bit more when we come back. And we will. It's fourth down in the Steel City. Matchup breakdown. Analysts on every game. Everything a Steelers fan could want. This is fourth down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. So our buddy Doran Dickerson of the yes. Fan Morning Show, and not all that far into the future, the Western Pennsylvania Sports Hall of Fame. Oh yeah. He said he had heard the Kenny Pickett got an office at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. Now, Kenny Pickett was going to use that office to watch film and absorb information and yada yada. Mike Tomlin said on Tuesday, Kenny Pickett has shown a ton of growth just generally overall since taking over as quarterback in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. I get the sense Kenny's teammates love him. I get the sense the coaching staff loves him. He got the office. We talked to Tony Rassiopi, his personal quarterback guru as well, who has coached him up, who loves his intangibles. It seems to me that from the organizational standpoint, the things you can point to for Kenny are the intangible, the leadership, that kind of stuff. I haven't seen the growth on the field yet. And boy, I think you're, I think it's a big bet if you think, oh, this hard work you put in off the field is definitely going to wind up leading to you getting better on the field. I'm not sure there's always a correlation there. I agree with you. There's two things. First, let's tackle the first one. I would bet that this office that people speak of is more like a cubicle or a situation that just makes the most sense logistically to watch film for a quarterback who wants to watch a lot of film. Yep. And the quarterback who was here previously was a brilliant quarterback, a Hall of Fame quarterback. But at the point he was in his career, the last particularly five years, wasn't going to spend a lot of time, you know, watching film. Thus, nah. didn't need a place in the in the um, facility to watch film independently of everyone else. So there's that. It's also probably not a space, a workspace, unlike many others in the national football league for the starting quarterback. Okay. So we're just not used to seeing it with number seven. Correct. So there's that second of all, you know, again, we all try too hard and it's that's fans, that's media, that's whatever. 
because we're able to have all this data, we're able to have all these numerics and everything else, and we're able to have access to it so quickly. So that being said, the only thing that freaking matters is wins. That's it. It doesn't matter how much you yell and scream at your teammates, how you line them up right. It doesn't matter your completion percentage. It, it, it really, at the end, if you're a quarterback, it just doesn't matter except this. Did you lead your team to victory or did you were you someone who aided in the loss? I, I, I can't get past that at all. But we have so much data at our fingertips and on our phone and we have so much advanced metrics. And also then the old timers can go back to, oh, well, you know, he's got a lot of moxie. He's a coach's kid. He's all that kind of stuff. Right. I, I don't think people should care much about all the other stuff other than was he successful? And the ultimate gauge of success, and this is, Mike Tomlin says this, which is, you know, it's one thing I follow his credo. Like, did you win or not? That's it. Yeah, and to me, we undoubtedly saw Kenny Pickett lose a game against Miami because you could have had that in the bag. If you don't want to use that one, he threw three interceptions against the Jets, including one absolutely killer one when the team was trying to salt it away. So we've seen him lose games or game. We just saw him not lose a game. I thought he did a good job of not losing against the Saints, but we still have yet to see from Kenny Pickett is him winning a game. And you would say not losing is the same as winning. I don't know. Doug Whaley, he joins us every Wednesday on the uh -huh. Fan Morning Show, Wednesdays with Whaley. I tell the people, call him. And he said all he needs to see is one time this year, one time, to know that he can do it. Kenny Pickett needs to be the reason why they win a game. I agree. I'm totally with him 100%. And preferably, you know, I don't, I don't want to see it against Indianapolis. It'd be nice to know that he could, right? right. I don't want to see it against Carolina. I'd love to see it in a game like this. You're going to have a game against Deshaun Watson later on. You got two against Lamar Jackson, and you've got this one with Joe Burrow. If Kenny Pickett's going to win one game this year and do it on his own, I would love to see it be against one of those division quarterbacks. I've never seen a game in which both quarterbacks are on the field at the same time. I do, however, see all the time the psychology of this quarterback playing against the other quarterback. You're lying to yourself if they don't think that happens. If you go up every quarterback the week leading up to playing Tom Brady talks about playing oh. against Tom Brady – not one of them has ever been on the field the same time as Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But there is a definite psychology in who's on that other side. Oh, it's I, just I, like a no pitcher in America in the American League. Well, even now, since a designated hitter is is in, but unless you're Otani, but forget all of that. No pitcher ever really faces the other pitcher, really. But they all talk about outdueling the other pitcher. Right. Absolutely, and that's exactly what it is. And I think it's big for a young organization, too, because especially on the offensive side of the ball, it's a young organization. To see Kenny Pickett go out there and beat one of these quarterbacks that we just keep hearing about, well, yeah, Cleveland's got Deshaun, and Cincinnati's got Joe, and Baltimore's got Lamar, and Pittsburgh, oh, boy, they've got Kenny Pickett. They don't stand a chance. Okay, go out there and beat one of those guys. I think it would be huge as a point of reference, even if this season – 
doesn't turn in anything. And we've talked about it. They could win this game against Cincinnati and find themselves sitting there at six and six because of the way the schedule plays out. But even if this doesn't amount to anything, beat one of those quarterbacks at the very least, outduel them and give some hope, not just for the organization, but also for the fan base. I, you know, even when they scored, I've been thinking about this all week. They score a touchdown. It goes to George Pickens. It's an inside handoff. He dives in and sneaks his head into the end zone. And people admit afterward that wasn't how the play was designed, right? It was kind of ad-libbed. I'm never going to eschew success. That's the wrong thing to do. But you can admit that they still aren't succeeding how you think you would succeed with a first-round NFL quarterback. You're essentially still finding workarounds for the guy who was supposed to lead the charge. And that's not healthy. No, it's not. And I do wonder... Kenny was said to have played well by Mike Tomlin on Tuesday. This dovetails into that as well, or off of that. I think Mike Tomlin, the only times he said a quarterback's played well this year is when they haven't turned the ball over. I hope they don't pound that into Kenny's head. I hope they don't pound, don't turn it over, don't turn it. That's a huge focus right now, I understand. That should not be the primary function of an NFL quarterback in 2022. And I get that, you know, they're working around things. Well, Kenny Pickett's also working around that offensive coordinator. Right. I think that's true. Are you, uh, you got rapid fire or no? Rapid not, fire that's fine. coming up next. Rapid fire coming up next. Holy cheese and crackers. Rapid fire next. In-depth conversations, matchup breakdown, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. Colin, one podcast segment until you are off. For a Vacation, week. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What do you got for me? Well, I'm go- I got nothing. I'm going on vacation. But what I have for you is rapid fire. Are you ready? I'm thinking of these things. My wheels are turning as we go. And here we go. You can get up to 10, 12, maybe even 20 words. Just keep it succinct. Don't make it a mini series. Uh, if Twitter went down, Adam Crowley would be upset, but eventually get over it. Hmm. Your favorite receiver to watch when you were little? Antoine Randall-L. Serious? I loved Randall-L, man. You know, I'm friends with his brother, right? He's one of my workout partners. Mike L. No, Curtis. Uh, oh. Great guy. Yeah, played at Indiana. Really? With, with Antoine. Was he a receiver? No, defensive back. Very good one. Wow. Yes, yes. Antoine Blind randall spot for me. By the way, Antoine Randall recently, not too long ago, in an interview said, if he had to do it all over again, wouldn't have done it. Would have played baseball. I know. Uh, He's having the brain problems from what I understand. Just a little bit. But he is. He's coaching in Detroit. Um, All right. Quick hitter. Back to the quick hitter. You ready for this? In 10 years, the running back position in the NFL will continue to be what it is. And by that, I mean it's going to stop being a priority while at the same time being a focal point of offenses, if that makes sense. The coach, a priority in the draft. Slam dunk coach who will be fired in the NFL is... Oh, McDaniel. 
surprise coach who will be fired in the NFL is. Oh, shoot. What's his name in Tampa? Oh, um, yeah, the Tampa coach. It's too squally outside. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm distracted. Uh, what's his name? Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, you can see him in my head. Oh, yeah, so can I? Mike Tomlin was just talking about him. Uh, Tampa coach. Um, well, we could do. There's this magical thing called the internet. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Um, oh, what is the guy's name? It's bugging me now. Oh, this looks bad, but I can't think it of it. It does look it's, bad. It's Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. That's yeah. exactly who it is. You knew that was going to happen, though, after he coached in New York. Like, he wasn't going to last forever, right? I just think, and you know, honestly, another guy on that list, Byron Leftwich ain't looking too good right now. No, I mean, that offense right. has gone backwards. All right, back to the quick hitters. Todd Bowles. Better logo, USC or UCLA? I like Trojan logo. Got it. Best Steeler lineman on offense this year. James Daniels. Good, pretty good call. I like yeah. it. Steelers color rush jerseys, which they're going to wear Sunday, are good. I like them in a limited capacity. Here and there, they're fine. The problem is when they're way better, now I expand. When they're way better or way worse than your traditional jersey. Like, the Steelers have such great traditional uniforms. I don't like to stray from them too much. But the color rush jerseys are nice. Is it a bit much that G-H- G-H- GSH is still on the uh, Bears sleeve, even considering the guy died like 80 years ago? Yes or no? Yes, it is. Keep that. I mean, you got to keep the DMR on the Steelers then. Is it a bit much that the AJR sign is still at Akersher Stadium considering the Chief died a long time ago, like 1982 or 84 or whatever it was? Probably. I, I just I wonder about those things. It's if time. people look at it and go, wow, what, what does that even mean? Can I ask you a question? This sure. is This is totally off the wall. We see the end racism signs uh-huh. in the end zone, in the NFL, in all NFL games. You think one day they're just going to take them down without anybody noticing? Or do you think we're actually waiting for the end of racism? I've always wondered that. Who decides that, too? <laughs> also a great question. I feel like NFL could play for 600 more years and nobody will want to be the person to decide we have to take down the end racism sign. No one wants that on their resume or their wiki page. Eh, just leave it up, you know. Leave it up. Yeah, you're right, though. But if we're really making strides and we do end it, then... I don't know. I wonder it, if we'll know because we just knew that we hit eight billion people. I wonder if it'll be like, well, shit, racism's gone. We figured right. it out. There you go. Which leads to the next question: eight billion mm-hmm. people in the world. If you could bet on one country in the next fifty years that's not called America to produce a decent number of football players, what would it be? Germany. I mean, I'm with you on that. Let's go. Yes, and it's not just all a bunch of guys from Ramstein Air Force Base either. No. Um, like real Germans, you think? Yeah, there's. I think there's like 30-something in the league already, according to our buddy Andrew Petcash, and now they're playing games over there, so it's going to grow. Huh. Do hmm. you think that the extra point being moved back has made games more exciting? No. I don't. And I never understood. 
It's a competitive play. Eh. Is missing a field goal interesting? I don't know. Eh. I don't know. Eh. The most exciting player in the NFL right now is who? Tyreek Hill. Man, I, that's where you went with it, huh? Should I don't like Ty- him. Should Tyreek Hill and Joe Mixon be playing football, yes or no? Yes, because I've never thought that the NFL should get into any of that ever. I think the NFL should be about football if guys are locked up. Okay, you can't play, obviously. If guys ain't locked up, then they should play. If you could go back in time. I have not been concise on any of these. Not one, Colin. No, that's okay. The the person right now having a bad season who will have a good season next year is... Deontay Johnson will probably score a touchdown within the first nine or ten games next year. I would venture a guess on that. Cam Hayward, Hall of Famer, yes or no? It's going to be tight. He needs a couple more All-Pro seasons. I thought he'd get one this year, but I don't think he's 100% healthy. I think they're keeping that under the radar. I think he'll be close. In the day and age of analytics, yes, I think it helps him. I think he gets in. Wise move, Minka Fitzpatrick playing this weekend, yes or no? I'm not a doctor. If the doctors clear him, he's fine. The best brand of shoes right now are? I have all birds. They're pretty cool. I like them. They make a face. Yeah, they're, that's that's a total try-hard move, the all birds, ordering them off the internet and that sort of thing. They're you very know. comfortable. They help me run, although I'm never going outside again by the looks right. of it. Yes. A uh, couple more. I got a couple more quick hitters. Watching tennis, yes or no? No. Watching golf, yes or no? Majors. Oh, I like that answer a lot. Mm-hmm. Watching the CFL, yes or no? Not once. I've never watched a full game, no. Watching the World Cup, yes or no? Yes. Why are you watching the World Cup? I love the spectacle of it. I really do. Plus, I get all cheesed up for patriotism. Patriotism? Mm -hmm. For patriotism? I get all cheesed up for being a patriot, not the New England variety. And I I think it's cool that the entire world, largely, is watching something, and I want to be a part of it. Fear of missing out. Last thing for you. If you got paid $6 million for one year, $6 million for one year, and you had to live and work in Cutter. Would you do it? <laughs> I'm not building a stadium, am I? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yes, I would do it. You do it. I would. Okay. All right. I lied. I have one more. The best quarterback. And when we look back at it retrospectively, a decade from now, the best quarterback in the AFC North will be who? Joe Burrow. Better than Lamar. Yes. All right. Not he's Kenny more. Pickett. He's no. Oh, I forgot Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Would be a. That's a long shot bet, Colin. Who wins on Sunday? Oh, that's a that's an easy question. We probably should answer that. We're not. Matthew Wright's going to miss a field goal at the buzzer, and the Steelers are going to lose by a point. I think Matthew Wright hits a sixty-seven yarder at the buzzer, and the Steelers win by a point. Well, he better have wow. a leg transplant. Uh, <laughs> In the next we'll see, 48 hours. We'll see you in 
What, you were, you're not gonna you're not gonna be there Monday, huh? No, you're I'll just... see you Monday. Well, wonderful. Yeah. Monday, well, we'll I'll do see a you podcast Monday on, on the Monday. podcast. Podcast Monday, then I'm off. Colin and I have discussed that we only talk on the podcast, so this is us determining when the podcast is gonna happen. The second it turns off, we're not friends anymore. Nope, done. Just kidding. Monday, fourth down in the Steel City. Peace.